Hello, everyone. Welcome to Totally Your Pride Was Always Cool, the podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, with your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. Hello. 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 Um, podcast. We have been dicking around for the last 15 minutes just, <laughs> just doing nothing. Uh,. Luke, did you do anything before those 15 minutes, though? <laughs> God, uh, yeah, I have spent a lot of this week at work. We had a guy who fucking uh, quit on us with no advance notice a few days before Christmas, which he was scheduled to work. Fun. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, the thing about my job is that uh, we can't just, like, close if we don't have coverage we have to have at least one person there at all times, which means everybody's gotten to just work uh, enough extra hours to cover his shift for the past two weeks. Well, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really that's cool a- of him to do that to us. Thanks, man. Your job's yeah. not even hard. No, it's not. <laughs> I I think he was honest to God pissy that he had to work Christmas and just said, fuck you, I quit. Yeah. Listen, I, I understand and appreciate quitting. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Always quit. Yes. As we said, you can just leave. But not when it is uh, against my good friend Luke. Yeah. Yeah, Just exactly. Just don't hit the bricks against people who don't deserve it. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes the bricks are people. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. Anyway... Anyway, so yeah, I haven't had a ton of uh, free time because of that. Um, I did finish Returnal. Well, I got as finished with Returnal as I felt like I needed to be. That You know, you found out when you were satisfied. I got yeah. to the credits of Returnal. That's all you gotta do. Uh, which is not easy, because that game's hard. And then once you beat it, it loads you back to the start, and you're like, no, I don't know all the truth yet, I gotta, I gotta do another thing. And you have and to you're go. Like, nah, I know the truth. <laughs> well, you got to go back through all the levels and find uh, fucking shards of a thing. And when you collect them all, you're like, yes, yes. Now I need to return to the end to to return all to the end. Yeah, like, mm, I already beat that last boss. Though is the thing. I don't know if I feel the obligation to go do it a second time when it's not going to be any different. And so you have not. So I I simply looked up the bonus ending cutscene on YouTube. That's all you gotta do. I did the thing. Fuck you, Returnal. Yeah. I do think that game is really good. I like it a lot. Um, I'll play it one day. Yeah, I know you will. And you'll be like, eh, I mean, it's okay. No, it's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, 
Yeah, I remember liking it a lot, but I don't know. I might have just been in a weird place at the time. Who can say? <laughs> yeah, I think we are all in weird places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I've done anything else all that exciting since we recorded last. What even happened last week after we recorded? Uh, New Year's? Yeah. Didn't do anything for New Year's. Uh, I got so high that I fell asleep at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Great. Cool. Yeah, you I got just... so high. <laughs> I had to be... <laughs> I had to be up at 5 a.m. on New Year's Day to go to work, so I yeah, did, yeah I did not stay up for midnight either. Um, you I know? know people who are like, yeah, I went to a thing, and I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, A, what the fuck, especially, like, in, in general, for the past couple of years, what the fuck, but especially right now, come on, I get it, but come on. Come on. Uh, also, just like, you know, I feel like part of the vibe of New Year's parties is... Hey, we're staying up till midnight. We're savoring every last drop of this year before ringing in the new one. I don't think there's much to savor about 2021. Yeah, I don't want any more of this. I feel like I just kind of want to boot it behind me. And unfortunately, uh, 2022 already feels like it's just another rerun. Off to a real shit start. I'm not going to uh-huh. lie to you, gang. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say more than that or else I'll get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I've mostly just been in work world, so I, I don't have much interesting to talk about. That's fair. You don't gotta. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, do you have anything interesting to talk about? Um, I, I, I saw It's a Wonderful Life in a the theater. I was, uh, in, like, the very back, and the, all the other people were in the very front, so... Uh-huh. I, I, I felt pretty good about it, but yeah. <laughs> um... But I saw it on a, on film, which is exciting for me. <laughs> uh, I also film. Uh, and then I also watched the movie 9 to 5, which is a lot weirder than I thought it was going to be. What is, well, what is, is 9 about, to 5? Yeah. Well, it's about working 9 to 5. Sure. Yeah. I, which I, is, what a way to make a living. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. All right. No, so... It's all these ladies uh, are working for this dude who's like an awful shithead, sexist. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all get high and have like different extended fantasy sequences about the different ways they would kill him. Uh huh. Like whole genre change, like where like one is like shot almost like like a vietnam movie where it's like they're hunting him <laughs> uh-huh uh one the one with dolly Parton is uh you know she's like at a rodeo and like hog ties him <laughs> uh and then one with uh where someone poisoned him that done like a that's done like a disney movie with like animated bits mm-hmm. oh okay yeah, I'm like, oh, that's weird. And so then they think they accidentally poisoned him in real life. Okay. Uh, but he didn't, but he learned that they almost poisoned him, so he's going to get them arrested, so they end up kidnapping him and trapping him in his house. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's basically... They have to, like, figure out how to 
blackmail him into not having them arrested for the attempted murder and the kidnapping. Okay. Uh, before people realize that he's gone. Mm-hmm. And he, so, yeah, it's just kind of a weird movie in that way. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and that there's, like, I thought it was just going to kind of be like a your boss, like, ah, oh, my boss sucks kind of movie. Right, right. I, I didn't realize there was going to be, like, attempted murder at several points. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and also about, about turning your corporation to be worker-owned. Oh, okay, sure, sure yeah. Yeah, because they just end up... Uh, because Dolly Parton, who's his secretary, already uh, signs all of the papers that he puts out. Mm-hmm. And so they just start making up all the rules that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and surprise, surprise, the uh, it starts going a lot better, and they start to realize they don't really need a boss. <laughs> right. And that no one really misses him. Yup. Yep, it was yeah, fun. Nope. Um, yeah, I was a big uh, fan of the couple weeks where we didn't have a boss at my job. <laughs> I bet where they just promoted my boss to a different place and did not have a replacement lined up for him. Uh, I wish I didn't have a boss. Yeah, uh, but then I I also watched The Longest Day, which is a, a World War Two D Day movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is fun. I like. I have like. I think I talked about it last time. I watched one of these. I have like a nostalgic button for this era of World War Two movies. Oh sure. Um. What, that, what what era in question is that? Like sixties to seventies. Okay. Okay. Like twenty. So it's like twenty years later. We're looking back. Right. Um. And we're going like, hey, we're, we were the good guys, but like, also it was kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. All of them focus on like the Eastern Front or the Western Front because no one wants to talk about Japan right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for Tor Tor Tor, which is made by a Japanese film studio, mm-hmm. which I'm going to watch next. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for video games, I've I've just been uh, playing Assassin's Creed and Forza still. Um, and working, I I went back to work, and I was actually happy to go go back to work. I'm liking what I'm working on. Nice. Uh, yeah. And the only problem is that they have the heat on so much that it like dries my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weather here fucking sucks because it will not decide what season it's supposed to be. So like, we had two days where it was winter weather, like it was in the 30s. And then uh, it just midday shot back up to like the sixties, and ooh, we got that heat on high. It is bad in here now. Oh yeah, because y'all had that fucking winter snowstorm last year, yeah. Yeah, last year we got yeah. that really bad blizzard. Um, like it was not someone that lives in a snowy place. It was just kind of like a normal amount of snow. But I've lived in Texas for ten years, and that is the most snow I have seen, and I don't know how long. Oh right. yeah, like. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, if we had a snowstorm in Florida, it would, like, break all the infrastructure. Right, right. 
Well, yeah, because it was definitely a thing of like, this is not a ton of snow. Ooh, but it's more snow than we got plows to deal with. Yeah. Uh, our break was, or my break, uh, was pretty uh, snow and ice heavy. Yeah. And I, I could not drive out for a very long time. Uh, I had to stay home from work a couple days because the sidewalks were so icy that I just like couldn't get down the street safely. Oh jeez! Because I have yeah. to wa- I have to walk down a hill to get to the bus stop, uh, and I'm not gonna like grind the sidewalk. So right, and I don't I'll... have like spikes in my shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta get some golf cleats. Yeah, I was. Go uh, driving uh, to see my girlfriend recently, and I saw someone be at the top of like a hill, and there was an icy sidewalk, and the person just like crouched a little bit, and then just rode the ice all the way down. Right, like I they were fucking skiing. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like looking at that, like that's someone like who has like lived in. Seattle, like, their entire life, it has, like... Right. Perfected that after falling on their ass for so many years. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, as a little kid when they could take it. Yeah. And they are one fall away from never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I would... You'd think that Seattle would be a city that is uh, ready for dealing with icy sidewalks. I mean, there are, but, like, a lot of times people are, like... Like, oh, this sidewalk doesn't, uh, like, isn't on, like, a big business or, and, like, the landlord doesn't care to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, this one, um, it doesn't usually stay that far below freezing for a week. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Molly. Uh, I haven't done shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. Uh. Uh, did I do anything? I said that, but I think... <laughs> I mean, you've I been playing Dragon Age, but you have a different podcast for that. I played three hours of Dragon Age, and I forgot about the Tranquil. Uh, remind me what the Tranquil is? Okay, so you know how there's mages? Uh-huh. So they take away all their emotions, uh-huh. so that they can't attract the demons. The okay. the, 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 the church... I guess it's the church, the Chantry, uh-huh. the Chantry. Uh, the only mages that are allowed are the ones who do enchanting because they took all their emotions away, and because of that, they can't attract demons. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I forgot about them, and it wasn't good, I don't think. Hmm. The Dragon Age lore seems real dumb. <laughs> uh, I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. What if you had to drink evil blood and it could kill you? <laughs> but that's how it's the only I guess it's the only way to fight these evil demons except for it's clearly not. I don't I don't understand this. Listen, it's only been like 3 hours or whatever. I got through like the intro part. Like I I have joined the Grey Wardens. Mhm. Uh and I don't think Duncan has died. Spoilers for Dragon Age Origins. Uh, the guy who inducts you into the Grey Wardens, I'm pretty sure, is supposed to die pretty quick here, so. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did meet Morrigan. Oh, this game is obsessed with gender. Okay. This game is fucking obsessed with gender. Great. 
Yeah. So if, if you're wondering, yes, every other line is about how I'm a woman and I can fight, actually. So. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, don't think that just because I have a pussy doesn't mean I can't swing a sword. Okay. Thanks. I... <laughs> cool. I, I am not fucking joking. <laughs> no, I know you're not. <laughs> um, we have to stop Bioware. I I know I know Zoe's having a good I time think playing EA already tried right to now. stopped Bioware. Not enough. I guess they not are enough. allegedly Threats making a new Mass Effect and a new Dragon Age. Yeah. Uh huh. On the other hand, though, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody keeps saying, but the threat is scary enough that I don't. Sure. <laughs> Keep horrified. you up at night. Yeah, I'm not ready. Because Nora thinks we're going to play another uh, another Mass Effect if another Mass Effect comes out, and I don't think Mm-mm. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I think I simply will not. I might. Because <laughs> on one hand, it's awful, and I know it's going to be bad, but on the other yeah. hand, I kind of got to know. You kind of got to And Listen, you're, you, it's a public service. No, it's not. Nobody's going to care about what I have to say about that game. Well, I will. It's well, a thank public you. service for us. It's a public service yeah. to me, so I don't have to play it to know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Can't wait to, to... I don't know. Whatever. Um, Elden Ring's coming out soon, so hopefully that's Elden good. Ring is coming out soon. Yeah, like, uh, someone at my work asked, like, oh, what, what is everyone looking forward to this year? Oh, and they were and definitely fishing for Nintendo games, right? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no? It's our, our like, the boss, like, that works with us in the room, not the person who... Oh, okay, okay. Like, uh, like does a question each day just to get, like, to get chat people... going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... But yeah, basically everyone said Elden Ring. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Makes sense. There's nothing else coming out this year. <laughs> what did you say, Ashley? Because I know it wasn't Elden Ring. I, I said I'm looking to get a Xbox Series X at some point. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I posted a little gif of someone playing it, but their dog was like poking their nose right underneath the controller. Uh-huh. So it looked like the thumbstick and the D-pad was the dog's eyes. That's pretty good. And then the person booped the dog. It is cute. What else is yeah. coming out this year? There are other games happening. No, there's not. I think there are. No, I, this is pretty much I it. I am excited for New Saints Row. I want to see sure. what that is. Yeah, I, I've never been a huge Saint Rue Saint Rue's person. Saint Rue. Yeah, Saint Rue. <laughs> so, That's my guy. I, I have been a big Saints Row person. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, not everything in that game has aged the best, like, even with, like, all their yeah. tries. I mean, it's aged better than a lot of stuff in GTA. <laughs> right. No, sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they, if it will just be a calamity or what, if it will be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just kind of middling. <laughs> right. I'm assuming it's probably going to be kind of middling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Molly, uh, they are making that fucking arcane, uh, like, Destiny, whatever that fucking vampire game is. What? You don't remember that from, from Eid 3 last year? What? Oh, that kind of looked interesting. Redfall? Yeah, it's it's the what fucking... What are you talking about? 
Arcane is making a game that is like uh, a four-player co-op shooter about vampires. Oh, okay. Is it horny, though? I mean, you know, it's vampires, so there's, mm. I feel like there's a baseline level of horny. All right. I don't remember anything about this. It sounds kind yeah. of familiar, but I don't remember anything about this. It kind of looked like it was just like... It, you know, it was just it wasn't a gameplay trailer at all. But the vibe I was getting was it was like Left for Dead, but every player has a dishonored power. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. I just don't want to play Left for Dead as the thing. Yeah. If it if it's more Left for Deady, I'm not going to be into it. I'm, I'm not I'm curious it. about it. I'm not like excited for it. Twin Peaks. Twinned. Peaks. Twin Luke, peaks. lead us through Twin Peaks because my mouth hurts and I'm not doing the, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you hurt your mouth. What happened? I did. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It's no. It was very stupid. Uh, very stupid thing I did based on an intrusive thought. That's what happened oh, to no. my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh huh. That sucks. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> That's fair. Listen, yeah. I have I've injured myself in stupid ways. Yeah, it's pretty much the stupidest way you can imagine. So, Who among us? You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is Twin Peaks Season 1, Episode 5, a.k.a. Episode 4, a.k.a. The One-Armed Man, uh, which is, of course, a reference to The Fugitive, where the guy... The, you got know, the, one arm. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the, the premise of The Fugitive is a guy is being chased for killing his wife when, really, she was killed was by a one-armed man. man. And the cop chasing him's name is Philip Gerard. The name of the one-armed man in Twin Peaks. Yeah. That's his name? Yeah, he's Philip Michael Gerard. Oh. See, I well, thought this was just... Okay, well... Yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen the fu- I've seen The Fugitive, actually. So. Oh, oh. I don't know if they, that's his name in the movie. I think it's just in the, like, the TV show. Well, what are we doing here? Yeah, well, what we're doing here is... I that's what you meant. No, what we're doing here is David Lynch is an old fucking man, and he likes 60s TV shows. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we're not to that yet. Right now, we are in the Palmer household as uh, Andy turns out to be pretty good at drawing. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice it was Andy doing this sketch. That's yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Andy is doing a police sketch of Killer Bob based on Sarah Palmer's visions of him. Yeah. Like, and good. It's interesting that like in. Uh, Cooper's dream, it's Hawk who does the drawing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, this yeah, like, version... e- Even in Cooper's wildest dreams, he could not imagine Andy being good at something. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have we are now turning into an Andy disrespect podcast for whatever the fuck he did to Lucy. What did he do to Lucy? <laughs> well, you know, we're just gonna we're have not... to... Tune I know in we're next not week there to yet. Find out. Yeah, I know we're not there yet, but I gotta know. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about what he did to Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No! It's <laughs> it's probably really stupid. I guarantee you, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> uh, he said that and- was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Truman and Andy are here getting descriptions of Sarah Palmer's visions because I guess they are just now fully on board with like, hey, you know, dream world shit is how we're going to solve this murder. Um, Donna is also here, I guess, just for emotional support. And uh, Maddie Ferguson, uh, their niece, is here serving drinks. Uh, She's 
fucking she's Laura's identical twin cousin. Yeah. Yeah, you know. She is my cousin, but doesn't she look exactly like Laura Palmer? <laughs> yeah. Uh Leland is in now a state where of grief where he's just pissy. Yeah. Yes. Like he like walks in like tell him about your visions. Yeah, he like just kind of wanders in in a bathrobe, just looking in shambles. He is not like actively sad, but you, I get the vibe from him that he was like up all night sobbing. You know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. As he comes in and just is like, oh yeah, hey Sarah, make sure you tell him about the other vision you saw before he just walks out. And she describes the final scene of the first episode where she saw a hand reaching into the dirt in the forest to pull out a necklace. And Donna's like, hey, what the fuck? That happened, though. We we yeah. buried that necklace. Whoa, 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 whoa? Yeah, like, e- even Sarah, like, saying it is like, this is kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then like, we cut from this conversation about Laura's necklace to the necklace on invitation to love. Around yes. the neck of either uh, Emerald or Jade. I forget which one this is. I think Jade's the bad one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so this one's Jade that we're looking at because she's yeah. like I forget this dude's name, but I love his Chet. look. Chet, as she is just stroking his hair and convincing him to like, oh, I know you're engaged to my sister, Chet, but maybe we should fuck instead. Like we still, yeah. we always had. So- I love that she's just covered in jewels. Uh huh. Uh huh. And she's just like, oh, but you, you always said you can never tell me and sis- my sister apart, Chet. You can just, you know, whoa. Uh, and Chet's just freaking the fuck out as uh, Lucy is watching this with rapt attention. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, uh, Sheriff Thompson comes in and is like, what's going on? And she's like, well, Jade is trying to seduce Chet. <laughs> <laughs> She, like, tells the entire, like, season story of <laughs> this soap opera. Montana's planning to kill Jared so the towers will belong to Emerald, but I think she's going to double-cross him. Yeah, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> and then Truman's like, no, 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 Lucy, wrong TV show. I want to know what's happening in this TV show. <laughs> and Lucy says, oh, Cooper's talking to the to, to Dr. Jacoby. Yeah. Yes. And also, yeah, we get a moment of Andy and Lucy where Lucy's giving Andy the cold shoulder for some reason. What's going on here? <clears throat> what is going on? You know I only care about these two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you don't care about magic? Johnson? <laughs> because, because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stage magic, because that's what's going on in the conference room right now. No, I don't fucking care about that. As Dr. Jacoby keeps popping golf balls into his ears and taking them out of his mouth while Cooper just... Cooper is a very... He's got a joie de vivre. He loves everybody that he meets. He's just so friendly. He is so fucking done with Dr. Jacoby and he's barely spoken to him. (laughs) (laughs) He's just staring him down as he does this magic trick over and over. I just... Remembering the scene where... Because the first thing he says to Dr. Cooper... Or Dr. Cooper. To Dale Cooper. I'm so fucked up, dude. I'm so yeah. fucked up and <laughs> twisted. Uh-huh. You found me at the graveyard. I couldn't stand to watch this girl die. Right. And we weren't uh, fucking, if you were wondering. Yeah. Definitely not fucking. Uh, um, Cooper I asks... Do, go ahead. I do kind of like his uh, 
glasses that are 3D glasses. Yeah, he's got cool glasses with red and blue lenses. They're not like shitty movie 3D glasses, but they're 3D glasses. Yeah, that that's something that I would wear and then ruin my eyesight more. This motherfucker got a Luke look. He does got a Luke look. That yeah. is true. But see, he figured it out. He's he's making it into like you know something fashionable. I wouldn't. I would, listen. I want that. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it fashionable. It's more fashionable than paper glasses out of a cereal box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it just reminds me of the dude from uh, Back to the Future. Yes, three D. Yes, the 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 guy always wearing 3D glasses in uh-huh. all time periods. Uh-huh. Uh, Cooper asked Jacoby if Laura was seeing him about her cocaine addiction, and Jacoby just kind of tells him, "Hey, we got <laughs> uh, Agent Cooper. I want to help you, but we're gonna have to figure out some kind of hula to do around my patient doctor confidentiality." Now, um, here's the thing about. Uh-huh. Doctor Patient Confidentiality. Uh-huh. I think when someone dies, I do think it, it might no expire when someone dies. <laughs> yeah, I I think so. I I I thought that, and then I was like, well, I don't know for sure. I'm yeah, pretty uh-huh. sure that he's allowed to talk about this. I would think so, but yeah, I I have no clue. Isn't also like sure. it's, it, I know it's a thing that like if it is like about a crime, uh huh, you're allowed to like. Yes. That's also true, yes. Yes. I believe you are obligated to say things. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Um, Anyway, uh, it turns out that he is, like, uh, weirdly obsessed with Hawaii, which... Exactly the worst time for you to be obsessed with that right now and be able to like you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. After death, the physician is bound to confidentiality and, if necessary, should invoke his right to remain silent... However, it's also accepted by the courts that circumstances can occur in which a doctor may disclose confidential information to third parties, such as relatives. So, actually, no. Jacoby's right. He can't talk about it. Hmm. Okay. He could talk to, like, Laura's parents about it. He can't talk to Cooper about it. That seems like bullshit, but okay. (laughs) Disclosure of medical data is justified when the agreement of the deceased can be presupposed... Uh, or if there are such important interests of third parties involved that the obligation to maintain confidentiality may be put aside. Actually, okay. No, I think that's where... There was where, a uh, murder! Yeah, and, and there's evidence that it's a serial killer. So I think that is where that would... Uh, yes. Yeah, no longer apply. Yeah, it matters to third parties. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Cooper's like, well, okay, I, you won't answer direct questions. I can... Uh, you know, it's safe to say, though, she was having problems. Were those problems of a sexual nature? And Jacoby, the little freak, is just like, oh, Agent Cooper. All of oh. society's problems are of a sexual nature. Now, Coop, we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jacoby derails the conversation because he sees Cooper's map of Tibet. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, cool map, oh, bro. Oh, hey, cool. I also have... A weird white guy interest in a foreign eastern uh, land. He specifically says, my interests only go as far east as Hawaii. Yeah. Which, now, I'm not a geography person, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, now follow me here, pretty sure Hawaii is considered west of Washington. (laughs) Where this is taking place. (laughs) I see. Yeah. I think. 
<laughs> yeah, if you're going east to get to Hawaii, that is I think almost you the entire globe. <laughs> I think you fucked it up pretty bad, Mr. Jacoby. Jacoby gives no fucks about the Pacific Ocean. Everything else, though, he's very interested in. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, uh-huh. Fuck this uh, guy. Yeah, and he, <laughs> Jacoby's out there like, oh, did you know that, like, Hawaiian people used to use ginger like a drug? And that's, you know, so who are we to say cocaine is bad? Cooper's like, what? what's wrong with you? <laughs> you're a weird, you're a little weird freak. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby's stance is that the fact, you know, even if cocaine was an unhealthy uh, coping mechanism. The fact that Laura was trying to self-medicate is proof she was trying to get better, and it's a good thing, actually. <laughs> I don't think this guy should be practicing medicine. Yeah. No! No, me neither! I don't think he should have a doctorate. Oh, Grant, I am not a psychologist, but I don't think that's how addiction works. I, I think, yeah, this dude's done practicing. He's, he's gone as far as he could go. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he just kind of leans into Cooper and is like, Laura had secrets. And I couldn't uh, figure him out because I suck at my job. Yeah, yeah. I know you think I'm a great psychiatrist, but... <laughs> right. I promise you wasn't thinking you were a great psychiatrist. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. Uh, Truman comes in and asks Jacoby if Laura ever talked about James or Bobby with him. Those and uh, Jacoby just being even more of a fucking creep goes, ah, oh, sure, but they were boys, and Laura was a woman. Was a woman. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Cooper asks him if he's one of the three men that had sex with Laura the night she died, and he was like, no. No, you- I wish, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, if only, right? He says it in the most G-shucks way. Uh-huh. God, I hate Jacoby. <laughs> he fucking sucks. Uh, but he mentions that uh, Laura did talk to him Talk to him about a mystery man who drives a red Corvette Cut to a red Corvette Uh-huh Is that oh, what happens? Co- no, no, we gotta, no talk we, to, we gotta talk to the yeah. Gordon Cole The red oh, Corvette yeah, will show right. up shortly But yeah, first we need to hear from Cooper's boss, Gordon Cole uh, Played by David Lynch Oh, really? Oh, uh-huh. yeah Uh-huh it was just yelling into this intercom about uh, more information that Albert's managed to uh, determine from his uh, study of the body, uh, namely that um, the bites that he identified on her back were made by a bird. Yeah. Yes. And uh, also, twine he's is like, from t- oh, go ahead. I just got to say, yeah, the twine is from two different sources. Right. Yes. I think he said, like, they found... One of the twines at I forget where it was. It's like it's a like common a, household twine or something. Yeah, and then the yeah, other yeah. one they can't find it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then with the that out of the way, uh, Gordon Cole gets into it now. Cooper, we got to talk about the fact that your new boyfriend did <laughs> uh, assault a, an FBI agent, and that's no good. And he says, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, yeah like. Yeah, Cooper's in me like, I will ride or die for this man. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just hear Cole on the intercom be like, now, Cooper, don't get too worked up now. As Cooper gets too worked up now. <laughs> he, say, he says, Cooper, don't get excited and hang up on me as he hangs up on him. <laughs> Violet uh, under F for forget it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here's how it is. 
Uh, he's, in my opinion, Sheriff Truman showed the patience of a saint not clocking him a day earlier. Uh-huh. He's like, he's filing with the U.S. attorney. He's like, file it under fuck you. <laughs> I'll fight this all the way up to Washington. As they're yelling at each other, Truman is clearly both, like, embarrassed but appreciates that Cooper's sticking up for him. He's like, yeah, I didn't get a lot of sleep thinking about this last night, and Cooper is like, I don't want you worried about some city slicker leaving himself upstream. Cooper, yeah. you like until like a day ago was That's a city you, slicker. dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess he's not pissing in the river though, so That's true. Well Okay, listen. Diane, I just engaged in one of mankind's <laughs> earliest pleasures. <laughs> Damn, does he uh, even talk to Diane this episode? I don't remember if he does. I don't think he does. Diane, the the, the winter air and the alpine scent really enhances the experience. I can't recommend <laughs> it enough. Diane, I've been playing Death Stranding. <laughs> I, I want Dale Cooper to uh, do Let's Play. Yes! <laughs> but talk like it... <laughs> I want Dale Cooper to play Contradiction Spot the Liar. <laughs> oh, man. No, but he would just solve it immediately. Right. <laughs> Dale Cooper, that- like, Diane, I've come into possession of a BB. <laughs> Diane, what, what would it mean to you if I did this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, Andy comes in with a sketch of Bob, and Cooper's like, yep, that's the guy from my dream. I thought uh, Sarah was probably having the same dreams as me. That's why and I didn't go with you today. And acts like this is, that's a normal thing to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's why I didn't go with you today. I'm a strong sender. <laughs> He's an empath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if he said that, I would be like, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. It is worth saying, David Lynch more or less believes all the kinds of shit that Cooper believes in. Sure, man. Great. Whatever. Yeah. You do you, man. You make yeah. weird fucking movies. I like, like, one right. of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I found out that the reason Cooper uh, talks so much about, like, Tibet and the Dalai Lama and stuff is because David Lynch met the Dalai Lama at a Hollywood party, and they talked for, like, an hour, and David Lynch was like, oh, shit, this is important. I gotta it's get like, this gotta, on TV. I gotta get in on this shit. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I, I was saying, like, when it originally came up, like... Regardless of, like, actual, like, the politics around it, it became very much, like, a pet project of, like, a lot of, like, celebrities. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, at a rundown motel, uh, Josie Packard is spying on Catherine and Ben, who are once again engaged in evil fucking. (laughs) I hate them so much. (laughs) (laughs) And not, like... Just in a villain way. Uh-huh. But just like, I hate to see them. <laughs> I kind of love to see them. They're bastards, and I like watching them be <laughs> bastards. No, because it's all going to happen to Josie. I'm going to be sad. Well, yeah. Listen, If they jo- were being bastards to people who deserved bastardry, I would be happier. No, yes, they're, they are the villains of this story, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's just that Josie is the best. Right. Yeah, and I love her. Yeah. She's so cute. She's going to go fishing with Pete. She is going to go fishing with Pete. That's true. Bro. <laughs> uh, just just sitting here 
projecting in my mind where Josie's plot goes as the show goes on. Please don't. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I'm, I'm, I, I said nothing. I gave no details. I, I said know. shut the fuck up. But also, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to... Go into my mind, and we're never going to watch more Twin Peaks, and Josie's just always, she's great. (laughs) Stop being such a strong sender, Luke. (laughs) Too many vibes. (laughs) Uh, So, Hawk, like, found uh, the one-armed man staying at this hotel also, so Cooper and Truman are here. Uh, Josie kind of ran off, drove off when uh, she saw them coming. Uh, they're all going to, like, question him with guns drawn, which seems fucked up given the only evidence they have against him is Cooper had a bad dream about him. Yeah, Cops love ex- holding guns. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, and also especially because, uh, oh. Andy? Andy. I kept on thinking Adam, and I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> Because uh, Andy immediately fucking drops his gun. <laughs> Andy draws his gun, fumbles it, it falls to the ground and fires. Yeah. Idiot. Dummy. And everyone's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, Andy, go stand over there. And Catherine's like, ooh, guns, that's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben and Catherine are into it. Uh, But they come in and uh, the one-armed man is naked except for a bath towel. Uh, you know, and they tell him to put his hands up, but he's only got one of those, is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, I'm making a shit post. No, that's fine. <laughs> I also like, uh, when Andy's gun goes off, uh, I think Dale Cooper is the one that goes, what cheese? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also he does really a just spin. like, and he oh, does yeah, a little spin. spin he does of just like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these two scenes are kind of cross-cutting back and forth between each other, but, like, Ben is getting dressed and ready to go, but he dropped something out of his pocket on his way out of the room, and Catherine sees he's got a poker chip for one-eyed jacks. He's yeah. been going to the fucking brothel again. He's been going to the damn fuck house? Yeah. not ha- She's not happy about that. Uh, meanwhile, they I don't know, show... She, she seemed kind of indifferent, I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, did, uh, did they not come back to that in this episode? Maybe, I don't remember. No. Well, um, we later find out that the J in Laura's stomach was the one-eyed Jacks. Yes, yeah, poker, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poker chip. Um, so in Cooper's dream, this guy's name was Mike, but in real life, this man's name is Philip Michael Gerard, which is, you know, kind of close, but not quite. Uh, they show him the sketch of Killer Bob, and his reaction is... He kind of looks like somebody, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, that looks like a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic I like, guy. I like the actor that plays Mike slash Philip Gerard a lot because his voice in, like, the dream sequence is so, like, deep and authoritative. And he does such a good job of, like, modulating it in this scene. So he's just kind of, like, awkward and whiny without sounding like he's putting on a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he does a good job. Like of, someone just shot a gun outside his door. Uh huh. <laughs> he does a good job of like making like well, like, obviously that guy like he looks the same, but it doesn't make you feel like you're watching the same dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Oh, also, fucking. Uh, when he drops the the chip. Uh huh. 
he says, I'm going to give little Elvis a bath. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, what's going on the fucking he, there? By which, like, he literally grabs a little toy Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What are you doing, Ben? <laughs> I don't know what euphemism this is, I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that one, buddy. Uh, also, yeah, like, when they show him, like, the fucking <laughs> drawing, they're like, you know him! He's like, I don't! I super don't, man! And they're like, do you know someone named Bob? I mean, yeah, my best friend in the whole world Bob Lidecker. He's a veterinarian, but he's in a coma right now. Yeah. That's why I've been at the hospital. Yeah, I've been visiting my sick friend, you weirdos. Uh... Also, Andy opens up his uh, suitcase and a bunch of left shoes come out because it turns out he's a shoe salesman. Uh, and that's a sample case. That's a sample case. You, <laughs> you get can't the carry left... both shoes. Well, you know, and you can't, you know, this way, hey, they can't steal them from you because there's only left shoes. You want the right shoe, you got to do some fucking business with me. Um, he mentions that, yeah, he lost his arm in a car crash because he, like, fell asleep at the wheel. The, la- and, the last uh, time he tried to make, like, a big sale, it kind of backfired on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all left. God fucking damn it. No, that was the Norwegians. <laughs> um, they He starts trying to sell Truman, like, hey, no, hey, cops need shoes. They need boots, right? I can sell you boots, man. I Yeah, like, no, Cooper, I'm sure, has, like... A whole essay he could tell you about his shoes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how they're like, he only trusts one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, God bless Philip Gerard for trying to turn this police interrogation into an opportunity to make a sale. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Always listen. be closing. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they start asking him if the arm he lost had a tattoo on it, because that's what, you know, Mike in the Dream had a tattoo yeah. that said... You know, fire walk with me. Uh, and he starts crying because he did have a tattoo, but it said mom. Yeah. Come on, guys. Leave this guy alone. This guy, this just seems like a nice guy who's he's having just hard shoes. times. Like, he seems like a guy that has a hard life and he's doing his best. Leave uh, him also, be. not a big fan of the way they uh, show this one arm as like a freak thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. They they very, really very much the musical sting they go with uh, is like, hey, check out this fucking weirdo. Yeah, oh my god, he really is a one armed man. Can you believe that? Oh wowzers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it this episode has both you know, more native mysticism. Yeah. And um, you know, more deformity as surrealism. Yep. I did think the native mysticism was kind of funny because after he says it, he goes, yeah, that was some bullshit I just made up so I would impress a girl. Yeah, it's definitely that a thing. That did make me laugh, but it was that. A lot of the Hawk stuff will like play into the trope and then deflate it, but like you still did it. You still did it. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, but now we get to cut over to the other like main storyline of this episode. Audrey is in uh, the weird fucked up bathroom of their high school. Yeah, I, I immediately this, uh, posted a uh, shining screenshot for this. Yeah, Why is this bathroom made out of, like, an EKG monitor? I don't know, because I also know this is not, like, a set they made for the show. They just found this school while this they were scouting locations. This was just a real school bathroom. Hell yeah! 
but Rules. Audrey has decided that actually she's in a uh, teen neo-noir, and she's going to be the one to solve the murder. She's decided that she's in Riverdale. I <laughs> yeah, love absolutely. her. Yeah. I love her. Uh, so Donna is in here, uh, and Audrey is just kind of trying to put the screws to her, get some dirt on Laura. Um, you Which know, is funny, because we... Donna doesn't exactly care. Right, Donna's like, what? You're being weird. Leave me alone. Because well, also, she's like, yeah, I'll tell you whatever. Her motivation here is not to solve the crime or, like, you know, justice for Laura or anything. It's just, no, if I solve the crime, maybe Dale Cooper will make out with me. <laughs> yeah, I also think that she wants to fuck over her dad. Sure, yeah. yeah that's fuck over her dad, marry Dale yeah. Cooper, get the fuck out of this town. Uh-huh. It's like a whole pop punk album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Audrey kind of goes through the thing. She- uh, you know, as awful as Laura's death was, the art we're going to get out of it is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel bad for this town, but the content is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. Twin Peaks might have a secret dark side, but it's also a very idyllic little town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as Audrey is running down what she's figured out about the case already, she says, Fact, Laura had a sweet tooth for nose candy. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to say that. Audrey, you've been watching too many fucking movies. And Donna just goes, Guess it wasn't a secret. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of everyone knew that. Yeah, kind of everyone knew that, but okay. Uh-huh. Um, but Audrey thinks she has worked out that girls that work at the perfume counter at her father's department store end up working at One-Eyed Jack's across the border. Which, and, she's right. Yeah, and she thinks Laura might have worked there at some point, and Donna's like, that would make sense, and I, that's one I didn't already know. Yeah, okay, I will help you, but, like, I'll, also, you basically know everything I do already, so I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, but also, we're not telling anybody, which is yeah. a weird thing to say, but okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, she goes, like, the police don't care about Laura. Only we did. Yeah. It's like, one, not only you. Right. And also, Audrey definitely doesn't. Audrey doesn't yeah. give a shit about... Well, we're going to see more stuff in this. I feel like Audrey was better friends with Laura than she's been letting on. Okay. And maybe they're not friends so much anymore, but there was, like, a point in time when they were very close. Mm, yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have never been a smoker in my life, so maybe this is less weird behavior than I think it is. And, of course, she's at school and probably, you know, can't take it out of the bathroom. It bothers me a lot that Audrey lights a cigarette, takes, like, one puff on it, and then throws it away. I, I don't think that's exactly what happens. Is it not? Yeah, you know, she puffs on it a good amount. more than that, yeah. Yeah. It just seems like there's a lot of cigarette wet left when she throws it away. Well, yeah, but, you know... Again, yeah, she can't leave with it, so... I guess, yeah, that's true. And Listen, also, you gotta the, take the hits where you can get them, and she's in high school, so... Right, sure. <laughs> also, it's the nature of filming for TV. Yeah, yeah. Where it's easier to keep track of the length of a long one. Right, uh, that's true, that's true. Yes. Uh, Audrey also, weird little freak, in that she's saying, like, Boy, when I picture being, Laura being in a place like One-Eyed Jacks, I get all shivery. Like, hold an ice cube on your skin. Audrey. She's a little pervert. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. She's a little freak. I love this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey Horn is horny for solving murders. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just horny. No, I think yeah. she's just horny. But right now, that's manifesting as horny for solving murders. You know, she's she's putting it to good use. Uh-huh. Doing something productive with her time and energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we join Norma over at the prison where we finally get uh, to meet her husband, Hank. Hank seems like a fine guy. <laughs> Hank just seems like a fine, upstanding individual ready to rejoin society. Why does this guy look like a like a weird Ryan Stiles? I, oh, you know what? He does look like a weird Ryan Stiles. Yeah. I was going to say he looks like a weird Brian Cranston. He looks like a Brian Cranston, Ryan Styles mix-up. Just <laughs> smash those Cranston two boys Ryan together. Ryan Styles put on the Patara earrings. Yeah, yes. this is what you get. <laughs> but they don't complete the dance perfectly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's he's in his parole meeting, and he's like, man, it was fate that I killed that guy. And the guy <laughs> yeah, behind the desk like, goes, excuse me? Fuck? He's like, boy, he I says, just no, can't. No, 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 I did oh. do something wrong. <laughs> Oh, it was so it was so unlucky when I hit that random vagrant sleeping on the roadside with my car. Why me? Why in my new perfect car did I hit this random vagrant on the side of the road? Damn, that <laughs> shit sucked. Yeah. Listen, I'm the real victim here. But also, but I- I'm not a victim. I'm lucky, because going to prison is the best thing that ever happened to me, and now I'll be a good guy. Yeah. Also, he's got a weird little domino. Oh, he's got a weird little domino, all right. Oh, he's... <laughs> I hate the way you said that. <laughs> I, I'm referring exclusively to things that happen in this episode. <laughs> I know, but I hate the way you said that still. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I do not appreciate what he does at the end of this episode with that domino. Where he starts licking it? Yeah. He just... He thinks he's, like, a cool, like, C-tier Batman villain with a domino gimmick. He is he, the domino man. That's so true. Yeah. He does a crime, and that's how that's when you know you get dominoed. Um he's really yeah, he's sucking on it like someone else would suck on toes. Uh-huh. So yeah. true. Domino freak David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually his fetish. <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, Norma does stick up for him in the hearing, like she said she would. And, uh, you know, we don't hear anything for now. Norma's not happy about this. Yeah, no. Norma, like, it's very obvious that she, she's just like, I just kind of wish he would just stay away forever. Yeah. Like, because she, we, we learn later that she is already planning to, like, divorce him and marry Ed, because she's just way happier. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's come up before that, like, both Ed and Norma have been like, no, 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 we're totally going to divorce our spouses and marry each other because that, we'd both be happier that way, right? Right, yeah. of course. Girls' night? <laughs> uh, Cooper and Harry and Hawk head to uh, Bob Lidecker's veterinarian office, which is next to a convenience store, which is kind of like Cooper's dream of them living above a convenience store. Not really, but okay. Not really. He's kind of stretching. <laughs> Listen, it is kind of all falling apart on him. He's trying. I mean, to be fair, the fact that there was a Mike that knew a Bob that was in the vicinity of a convenience store is like, it's more right than you might think it would be. Yeah. Although none of the details are accurate at all. I love this llama. Yeah. 
this veterinarian's office rules. There's just a llama walking around in here. I do want to know who owns this llama. I mean, it's just that person sitting on the couch with the leash. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand that, Luke. Thank you. I figured that much out myself. But I do want to know about this person who owns the llama. Is that better? See, often when people have pets, they will use leashes to control their range of motion when they take them out in public. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You probably will. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a moment where the llama, like, passes in between Truman and Cooper and just gives Cooper, like, a stare. It's really good. Uh, and I did see, I, in looking for the image for our, our question post, I did see a picture of, like, a tweet that Kyle McLaughlin made uh-huh. where he was saying, that, that llama hit its bark every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How many llama takes were there? Yeah. Yeah, because I would think the llama would be the hardest part of shooting this scene. So if the llama was a pro, what was the issue? He was just intimidated by those llama that kept yeah. hitting the mark. Yeah. Truman is finally getting to the point where he's like, all right, Cooper, I've been giving you a lot of leeway on this, but like, we are now at a vet's office asking about the patience of a man in a coma none of us had heard of until today <laughs> because a guy that looked like a guy you had a dream about said he had the name of a different guy you had a dream about. I think maybe this is uh- stupid. <laughs> And then Cooper uh, I, says, but we are going to requisition the files, right? And then Truman says, well, of course we're going to requisition yeah. the files. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Specifically, names that are very common. Names right. that... We've already know, are, met people with these names. <laughs> that may have left a big impact on you. That, I don't know, may show up in a dream because of that. <laughs> well, no one but, knows where dreams really come from, Ashley, so... Well, yeah, again, the problem is we now know that... Uh, Harry Truman is a bookhouse boy that believes yeah. in the, the darkness in the woods. Right. So it's all fucked up. <laughs> uh-huh. Cooper, all Cooper has to say to get him back on board is, Harry, in the heat of an investigative pursuit, the shortest distance between two points is not always necessarily a straight line. You know like, what? That so probably true, get King. me. <laughs> He's like, you are a strong sender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, they just uh, confiscate all of the files of this vet's office because he's sure that the bird that bit Laura Palmer must be a patient of this vet, and that's why his dream led him here. I'm gonna be so mad when it turns out that's true. (laughs) (laughs) He can't keep getting away with this. (laughs) Uh, I'm lying. I wanted to keep getting away with it forever. I want it more than anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Bobby and Shelly are making out in, uh, Shelly's house. Bold! Yeah, very I, bold. I, I was watching this, and I, I think I, like, straight up shouted, Bro! Uh-huh. You're, I said to Molly, and it kind of plays into what we get to later, it would be better for you to have, it'd be safer for you to have sex with a loaded gun in your mouth. <laughs> now. <laughs> Well, what you're doing. I got good news about the kinds of ideas Shelly's got today. <laughs> That's what I said to Ashley. Yeah. I, said, uh, I also said, well, it's just hotter if you do it in the place where somebody might kill you. Right. 
<laughs> Shelly is the- like talking about how she felt so bad for Bobby at the funeral, and Bobby. <laughs> piece of shit that he is as he's making out with the woman he was cheating on Laura with is saying I can't believe Laura was cheating on me (laughs) (laughs) and Shelly just goes that's so true yeah that's so fucked up you're so right dude (laughs) the dick must be good it must be it has to be I can't (laughs) believe it (laughs) there's no other possible way or maybe uh, the Leo dick is that bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, well, I guess there's none. Seem... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shelly mentions that Leo is out of town for a couple days because he has to go help uh, his friend Jacques Renault, that Canuck that runs the roadhouse. Help him into a body bag. Yeah. And, and then uh, Bobby says, I got to tell you about the cocaine problem that we have. Yeah, like, yeah. But, oh, I by wasn't the way, a part of it, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. he doesn't mention that. <laughs> right. You know, I've just been, <laughs> I've been on to something for a while now that Leo was involved in the cocaine trade and was selling drugs it's... to school kids. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just recruiting some asshole slimewad dipshit high school boy to sell coke to other high schoolers? What? What kind of? What kind of jerk would even do that? You should break up with him. <laughs> and she shows uh, the bloody, him the bloody shirt. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, yes. Yeah. And Bobby's like, I need to go plant this somewhere. Do you mind? And she goes, no, not at all. Can I show you my gun and my boobs? And he goes, yeah, you know what? Actually, <laughs> he goes like, Hell that seems yeah, way better. <laughs> yeah, she starts sexily posing with the gun she got to kill Leo with. We have already seen one gun be mishandled and misfire this episode. I was so stressed out during this. Um, I like that Bobby's shirt on the front just says dick on it. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a bowling shirt that says dick. It does say dick, you know? It, it looks like he. it's one of those things where it's like, nowadays it would be some like, you know, $150 shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is like. Made to look like a bowling shirt with that right, on right. it. Uh huh. And on the back says Supreme. <laughs> anyway, Shelly's like, hey, Bobby, you want to fuck with this gun? And Bobby's like, yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, yeah I do. And we cut away uh, as they bring in all the veterinary uh, veterinary records from the, the vet to the police station. And <laughs> Truman's just like, yeah, hey, so Lucy, I'm going to need you to look through all these files and find any birds in them. And she's just like, Okay, alright. <laughs> she goes, how will I know which files have the birds in them? And then he says, well, it'll be in the files. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's there, there's no way to narrow this down or make it go any quicker. Alright, yeah, I that's see. fine. Alright, thanks, man. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, and, then, yeah. Yeah, and then Andy shows up and she's like, excuse me, I'm very busy. Uh-huh. I love the way that she that she's mean. Uh-huh. Just because it's always like... Excuse me, but I am busy now. And right, she she is somebody. She is such a sweetheart that even when she's being mean, it's kind of sweet. Andy says, "Why didn't you let me come up to your apartment last night?" She says, "Fuck off." Uh huh. You know uh-huh. what you did, and he's like, "I really don't." Yeah. Uh, Andy's talking to Cooper. He's like, oh, "Listen." Oh. Agent Cooper, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to shoot my gun off. I just, oh, I really goofed it. And uh, 
Cooper's just like, well, sounds like we need to uh, do some practice because you never shot a gun before and you're a cop, so you should probably yeah, know how to do bad. that. Yeah, like yeah. You, you have a gun that you could just always use, so. <laughs> they probably should have taught you how to use this when they gave it to you. Uh, so Cooper brings all the, the boys down to the firing range in the basement. And uh, he has uh, Andy and Hawk go first. Hawk does a very good job shooting his target. Andy is a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucking love him, like, just, like, jumping every time he pulls the trigger. It's good. He's like, go! What? I... <laughs> I also really like, you know, even though I'm still mad at him, uh, I really like uh, Andy's delivery of, oh, did he hear what happened, Lucy? I feel so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like Lucy dropping it immediately to check. Oh, are you okay? Okay, you're okay. I'm still mad at you then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,. And, yeah, they're talking about... Well, yeah, so Cooper looks at Andy's, uh, you know... Like, he's looking at the paper that Andy was shooting at, like, the target. And he's like, oof. I I like that Cooper's not a dick about it. He's like, all right, well, Andy, you gotta practice. Yep. Yeah. Um, I... We skipped over the part where they get downstairs before Andy does. And Mm. Cooper looks at Truman and goes, how long has uh, Lucy been mad at Andy? Yeah. <laughs> and and Truman just goes, body language again? And he's like, she's screaming through a megaphone. Yeah, this one's not impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be very clear, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it- yeah, I think Cooper asks Andy, like, what's going on? He's like, oh, gosh, you noticed? Well, I don't know what I did wrong, but she's so mad at me, and she won't talk to me. I don't get it. And then, yeah, Cooper's like, well, you know... Guys are from you know, Mars. Girls are from Venus. Uh huh. Yeah, women can't live with them. Can't live with them. And is this where we get Hawk's poem? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it, but he says a poem that sounds like he's saying more uh, native mysticism stuff. But then he just says, "I wrote that for my girlfriend." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, that's some bullshit I wrote for this PhD." And they're like, "Whoa, nice!" Oh damn, you did a PhD? Shit. <laughs> Yeah, shit. I like how impressed all the boys are that he's dating a doctor. Good for you, Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. I like that Hawk has a whole, like, life outside of this bullshit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I go home, I have a di- I'm a different guy at home. Um, Truman says, Cooper, have you ever been married? Wink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and-, and he says... No, but I have been with somebody who helped me understand commitment. And the pain of a broken heart. And, yeah. like, Truman's like, yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Yes or no would do. <laughs> Say it. Say it. Cooper does, he says, yeah, it taught me the pain of a broken heart as he draws his gun and then shoots the target. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two uh, two through the nostrils, four through the eye. Right, they thought, oh, Cooper, you missed two shots. And no, 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 he just put one through each eye. Or two through each eye, rather. Yeah. Uh, Truman also did a pretty good job. I think I think the the rankings go Cooper, Tru- uh, Hawk, Truman, Andy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, what happens next? Oh, uh, uh, uh Lucy 
like gets on the intercom is like, hey, these files are stored in a real stupid, fucked up way. It's going to take forever. Please help me. <laughs> I'm yeah, begging like, you. She's like, like, it's not, you know, done. it's done alphabetically by the name of the pet. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, then just look through the birds. And she's like, I don't think you understand what yeah, I just said you, to you. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not sorted by animal. They are just sorted by pet name. <laughs> I love worst. that apparently this man takes care of otters and llamas and uh, every kind of different animal that exists in Washington. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I do really like Cooper's delivery when Lucy's just listening off. Well, I've got... This this one, the llama and the otter and this Rottweiler and Cooper's just like, we wanted birds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's very good. Uh, Norma goes, is yeah. in the double R as uh, Shelly's coming in. Uh, Shelly is sort of distraught, um, you know, talking about her husband, Leo, who sucks and... Uh, she can't have a talk with him because Leo doesn't talk. Leo hits. Uh, I like Norma a lot. I like her in this scene. Uh, she's very just uh, does not react at all to, to her saying that. Oh, yeah. Leo hits me. That is true. I she feel just like kinda goes, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like this is probably not the first time this conversation has happened. Oh, probably and also, not. But yeah. it is for us. So for sure. I also get the impression that Norma's like, yeah. Yeah, that it do be like that, huh? Yeah, it do be like that. Yeah, no. Like, this I, is a, yeah. We've met Hank. I've got to imagine Norma is is familiar with most of what Shelly is going through. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But fuck all that shit. Girls' night. Yeah, girls' night. night. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's I fucking you know go. it's on me because I was like, wait a minute, are they like? <laughs> <laughs> They're not. <sighs> They're not. No. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. James enters the diner to make a phone call? Yeah, you know, he needed a payphone. Yeah. Payphone? Is the yeah. year it was the years before cell phones. Right. It's um, just weird that he didn't like go to Ed's house. But I well, guess maybe. we needed somebody to be here for Listen. uh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the geography of Twin Peaks. You might the double R might be nowhere near Ed's house. He was closer to this. James calls Donna, and Donna picks up the phone, and in the background, her dad yells, Who's heard of Diet Lasagna? <laughs> I love Doc Hayward so much. He's the best. He's pretty good. He's just got big, long strands of lasagna noodles draped over his arms as he's just, like, cussing under his breath at this lasagna recipe. <sighs> oh, I love this man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Donna's just like, oh, I'm, I'm on the phone with James. Well, tell him to get over here. I need help. <laughs> Uh, and then he sees uh, Laura's cousin. Yeah, Maddie. Maddie, who I'm still learning the name of. No, that's fine. There's a lot of characters in this show. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, wait a minute, about to risk it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is just dumbstruck as he walks up to uh, this woman that looks exactly like uh, his dead former girlfriend. And yeah. uh, she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm... I'm Laura's cousin. You thought I looked like her. Yeah, I'm getting that a lot lately. Uh, it's because we look alike. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really know her that well, but we used to play a lot when we were kids together. I, I kind of bummed out. I, I didn't like keep in touch with her as we were growing up. But 
you know. Yeah, we used to do this bit where we would pretend to be sisters. Ha ha. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she just said, "Yeah, no, I'm getting takeout for uh, my aunt and uncle because uh, they are both emotional wrecks and uh, really can't take care of themselves. But also, I can't fucking cook, so you know." Yeah. And Dave's is like, uh huh, uh huh. You really look like Laura, though. <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of dumbstruck. And he's so stupid. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying he's so stupid. He's very stupid, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this Norma... wasn't when I tweeted out that everyone in Twin Peaks is so stupid, but it could have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maddie doesn't seem stupid so far. No. and well, she's, she's from outside of Twin Peaks. It hasn't infected her yet. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, and then uh, Norma gets the call that yeah. Hank is going to be uh, released on parole. Yes. yes. I actually really like the... Uh, Like, the way that it went where, like, you see, like, James uh, in the background, and it, like, just kind of shifts over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The way the camera just kind of changes focus instead yeah. of just cutting. Um, yeah, Norman was talking before about, like, because Shelly was asking her, like, hey, you're, you're divorcing Hank, right? You're going to get with Ed? She's like, well, I mean, that I don't know how well that parole hearing went. He might not even get out, so... You know, we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't know. And then he's getting out, and you just immediately get like, "Oh, she's not gonna be able to go through with divorcing him." Oh yep, boy. Nope. Yeah. Uh-oh. Like, oh Uh-oh. yeah. Cause, and I'll, like, you kind of got the feel like it, this is like, oh, he's like a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because she's just her mood just bottoms out when she hears that he's coming home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Meanwhile, uh, Ben is on an exercise bike uh, trying to scam a different group of uh, Scandinavian peoples into his land deal. Also, uh, Johnny, like, when he is talking with her, like, she goes, like, oh, like, did you know Laura? And he goes, I thought I did. He's like, what the (laughs) fuck, bro? Yeah. James, come on. Come on, James. Uh, but yeah, now that he's lost the Norwegians, he is trying to uh, get Icelandic investors. I yeah. don't know why it's apparently important that someone from like uh, a Nordic country invest in the Ghostwood Estates, but apparently it is. Yeah, apparently I... it is. Also, bold choice to put your exercise bike in front of a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is winter, but even so. I also, I, I just am appreciating that we're not getting the 90s Japanese businessman jokes. That's true. We are. Yeah. They just transposed it onto fucking Iceland. I, we, yes, exactly. But, like, right. listen. No, 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 I know. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Audrey Santa Claus Co- has a weird amount of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Audrey comes in to talk to her dad, and, uh, she's like, Daddy, are you ashamed of me? And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> he, no. He's like, I'm he supposed goes, to say no, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I would be ashamed of you if I ever thought of you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and Audrey tells him, listen, I, I've been thinking about what our conversation, and, and you're right, I... I want to change. I want to become better. And I, and I want to get involved in the family business because, you know, someday I'm going to have to take it over. So 
you know, I, I, I'm willing to start from the very bottom. And Ben's like, all right, cool. Go start making beds then. <laughs> and I do. I and like she's, like, she's like, well, no, not like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, idiot. Yeah. I'm trying no, to have a moment that, with you. No, that's what I thought. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, Audrey was thinking. Right. No, for sure. Because she wants to get put in the department store. Right. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he's like, all right, well, fucking, what job do you want? And she says, well, you know, I, I think I can do, like, sales and stuff. I should be at the department store. I, I'll work part-time till I graduate high school, and then I can go full-time. I don't really need to go to college, because you can teach yeah, me yeah, business. You, you can teach me everything. You can teach me how to scam Northern European people into investing in your weird land development schemes. Yeah. He kind of gives like a like a weird look of like what she says like beauty department where he's like oh shit god jeez who I can't yikes. say no <laughs> can't can't explain why I don't want you to do that well Guess you I'll know, just let you there's more jobs in the beauty department than the perfume counter there's other things you could do uh and uh, yeah they hug um. You know, Ben seems at least like he's, you know, tentatively believing her, having yeah. a moment with her. Uh, and we see, yeah, he's got a photo on his desk of, like, Laura and Audrey together and like, a ski trip or something. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like it. not that long ago they were friends with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, Laura working at the perfume counter might have been part of why they're not friends anymore. Perhaps. Maybe. Um, we cut back over to the police department where all the cops are going through the files because, obviously, this is too big of a job to foist on Lucy. Yes. Uh, Gordon uh, Cole calls again and says, we've narrowed it down. It's not just any bird. It's either a parrot or a minor bird. Yes. And, and we also uh, find out that, yeah, the, the piece of plastic from Laura's stomach is part of a poker chip. Uh, and then Andy finds Waldo. Yeah. Yes. We also find out that, what's Cooper's fucking line? Uh, right, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, Andy finds, yeah, Waldo the bird. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you know when two separate England? events occur simultaneously, <laughs> pertaining yeah. to the same object of inquiry, we must play, pay strict attention. Yes. Uh, when do you, you just know- say shit like that, everyone yeah. goes along with you. Yeah. Uh, do you know that in England they call it, uh, where's Waldo's, where's Wally? <laughs> I have been listening back to the Reprisoner because all of my podcasts I normally listen to are on holiday breaks. I'm like, I'll just listen to ourselves. Whatever. Uh, you've brought up this point on this show before. <laughs> because there was a character named Waldo on The Prisoner. Well, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I I listened to a podcast with a like primarily British, uh-huh. uh huh, group, and they're always like go like they, they make a weird amount of references to where's Waldo and where's Wally. Yeah, and I'm always like that's like I always like takes me a second. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, no. Uh, Andy has found a bird that is a patient of Dr. Lidecker's that is, uh, yeah, Waldo the parrot. And he is owned by none other than Jacques Renault, 
who we know is involved with One-Eyed Jacks, the poker chip of which was found in Laura's stomach. So they gotta go, uh, you know... Let's make a house call. Yeah, they gotta go <laughs> kick in Jacques Renault's door now. Uh, little do they know, Bobby has broken into Jacques Renault's house to plant the bloody shirt. Yes, because he's like, if I get this... If I, like, torpedo this whole thing and get him caught... Uh, you know, Leo caught for doing the drugs. Right. Then I can get, you know, not pay him the $10,000 and get the girl. Yes. Yes. And also, like, fuck Leo. Yeah, I mean, listen, fuck Leo, but also yeah. he is, like, doing it for specific reasons. No, yes, yeah. Uh, Bobby is not necessarily the good guy here. <laughs> he He is the good guy because of all of the horrible people in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so we finally see Leo's red Corvette. He's out in the woods, and he meets up with none other than Benjamin Horn. Turns out they're working together. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Everyone in this town is either uh, partners in crime or partners in love affairs. Yes. Yep. Um, I like the two people who are playing tennis who are all bundled up. Yes. Uh-huh. And then it just like hard pan over to Cooper, like, and it has like a scare cord. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Ben just dressing down Leo, like, you drove to a secret meeting in a, in a red, red sports Corvette. car. You dipshit. You fucking idiot. You dumbass <laughs> motherfucker. I am here to give you a lot of money to do what will be for you a pretty easy job. Can you not fuck it up, please? And he's like, uh, no, I'm the only person who will burn this motherfucker down in this town, so... Do you want to rely on a child or me? Because those are your options. Yeah, Leo's just like, well, okay, fuck you, man. I'm out ten grand. I'm in a bad way. And Ben's like... Buddy, I am trying to throw so much money at you just to do some fucking insurance scams. Ten grand's not that much money for you anymore. Trust me, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, it's gonna gonna be okay. So yeah, uh, Ben uh, gets Leo to... Yeah, they they make plans that in a day or two, Leo is going to burn down the sawmill. Yeah, and they're like... Earlier on, they were talking about it like, you know, we don't want to, you know... Like, we wanted to say that, you know... Josie Packard, you know, torches sawmill and insurance scheme. Yeah, like, you don't need to make it look like an accident. We want it to look like arson because we want to get yes. Josie arrested. Um, do you remember a couple episodes ago when Leo was, like, in the woods with Bobby and Mike and there was just a fucking guy standing behind a tree? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, who's that? And it just doesn't get addressed. Yeah. I looked it up because I didn't remember what the fucking deal with that was. And one of the writers was just like... Yeah, that was supposed to be Ben Horn, and then we kind of just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's very weird that to think is, of him that wearing does a explain, ski mask. Yeah. Yeah, and that does explain why he talks about the high schoolers in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that seems so fucking creepy. <laughs> It's a really good scene. It is. And also, I think it going unexplained works because we already have heard about there's a darkness or presence in these woods, and the fact there's just a guy looking at you out there, that makes sense. (laughs) That's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, From guys looking at you to owls looking at you, James and Donna are in the woods trying to find that necklace, and sure enough, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. 
I don't know the actual thing. I just know that there's a quote people say about owls in Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's true. It, I Yeah, I have yeah. no idea what it is. <laughs> Ow- owls will have a significance uh, not too far from now, honestly. Um, but, yeah, Donna and James are just kind of talking and just start kissing over where they <laughs> hid the necklace. <laughs> Pris was uh, like, why focus, are you kissing focus, here? Focus, focus, Yeah. Pris, I was watching with Pris. She was like, why are you kissing here? And I was like, well, they literally did before this, too. So it's not really that different from right. the usual for these two. They love to yeah. kiss over the spot. But also, they're freaking out that somebody was stalking them in the woods that night, because that's the only way someone could have found the necklace. Yeah, and they're like, that's kind of cool. And also, they're freaked out because they just realized that Sarah Palmer has clairvoyance. Yeah. <laughs> she just go. Yeah, Laura did say her mom was kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah, that's like all the explanation. Uh, then we head up to the Packard Mansion, and uh, I think Truman. Right, Truman is like calling Josie to ask, "Hey, were you spying on people yeah. at that motel earlier?" Because earlier on, Hawk tracked it. Yes. He saw, like, an oil slick from where Josie's car was, and also was just like, yeah, I saw Josie. I think he also just saw her, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but he's also like, oh, look at this oil. There was a car here. They're like, wow, that's really impressive. And he goes, yeah, I did see her as well. (laughs) Uh Uh, But, yeah, Pete comes in, and he's just got off his shift at the mill. He's got all his fishing gear. And Josie's like, I like you. I'm going to make you a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, is Caroline already asleep? And she's like, yeah, she is. And then he's like, could you put some mayo on that shit? And she's like, you you betcha I can. Can I, can I have a point of order real quick? Please. I don't want to be an asshole and, like, bring things to a screeching halt to correct mm. every incorrect name. But I don't know if mm. you want the names corrected so you get them straight. I would prefer it. Who did okay. I get wrong? It's Catherine, not Caroline. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't like her. Oh, that bitch. Yeah, that I don't care. Right. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> gonna go make a Catherine fan cam after this. Okay. Right, fucking weirdo. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking Luke the Toe Freak. <laughs> I... And, you know, we already discussed this, but, like, at a certain point, if... The joke that you have for Hawk is that he'll say some native mysticism and then go like, ah, I don't really do that. Right. Yeah, he's like, aha, JK. It's not really good. Yeah, it stopped being a joke and you're just having your cake and trying to eat it too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I mentioned last week I was trying to find stuff on uh, the fucking, like, Blackfoot legend that he says to Cooper. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, there have been a lot of discussion by Native critics and by the actor, and... Yeah, yeah, I I found a good essay. I should have looked it up again so I could, like, refer people to it, but it was uh, talking about, like, Twin Peaks is has a reputation for being this really weird, quirky show that did all these, like, subversive and, like... you know, story beats that you didn't see on television. It was doing all these novel and, like, weird things that you never saw. But then, like, at the core of it also, there's, like, this very old fucking, like, like, colonial western 
tropes that are just like all over the thing. Yeah. And it's like, eh, why, why couldn't you be weird and subversive and quirky about those parts? Yeah, that yeah. that's basically like like with the uh, treatment of people with um, disabilities or yeah. you know like differently abled like bodies and stuff, and uh-huh. with natives, like it's always like. I think you're better than this. Like you yeah. can come up with so like so many interesting ideas. Right. Of like what makes people like weird. Yeah. That to like rely on those two was just like, come on, dude. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Uh but yeah, Josie makes Pete a sandwich and Pete. <gasps> Suddenly, with the energy of like a high schooler trying to ask a girl out on a date, this is going through this. It's cute. It's very cute. Uh, Talking about how you know he's like the reigning fishing champion, but this year his like fishing association has a mixed doubles division, and he knows Catherine doesn't want to do it. So you know he thought maybe maybe uh, Josie might want to do it. Yeah. And she's the like, idea oh. of, a, of a mixed division is really funny. <laughs> it's to really me. funny. Uh, she's like, oh, Pete, I mean, like, I don't know anything about fishing. He's like, oh, don't you worry about that. I am good enough at fishing that I can solo this. I just, I need a warm I body there I just need a woman there. <laughs> I, I like what he said, which is like, I got enough love for fishing for two of us. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, you know, she's like, yeah, you know what? Sure. What the heck? Uh, that sounds fun. Let me just check the mail real quick. Oh, no. There's a, there's a really well-drawn pencil sketch of a domino in here. What the fuck? What the fuck? Damn, Listen, Hank's in prison. He's got a lot of free time. They got out fast with that thing. <laughs> and then, and then like, as soon as she looks at it, the phone rings and it's Hank on the phone. Can you imagine if he hadn't been released on bail that night and she just got that in the mail and then he called to be like, I'm just kidding. It's going to be another two years. <laughs> right. Like, or I, I want to imagine where he's like, did you get my letter? And she's like, wait, no, I haven't checked the mail yet. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be put on hold. I just love the perfect fucking timing of she looks at, she opens the letter. There's a dramatic sting as she sees the drawing of the domino. Phone rings. She walks over to the part of the mansion that's all Dutch angles to answer it. Yeah, like this is like one of the few times they've used like a lot of Dutch angles. Uh-huh. And Hank's just sucking on his domino on the while well, he's on the prison oh, he is phone. slurping into that phone. Oh, he slurps that domino. Maybe don't make evil phone calls from inside the prison. He thinks he's a cool bad guy, and he's so lame. (laughs) (laughs) I am still scared, though, because, again, want nothing bad to happen to Josie. Right, right. I... We're kind of getting into, like, I don't have a prediction for the killer. Uh Uh-huh. I do have a prediction that Josie is going to die on that boat. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, which, which boat? boat? The fishing uh, boat. The oh, fishing the fishing boat. boat. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The boat from which you fish. Right, right, right. Because, you know, her husband died the same her way. Her husband did die in a boating accident. That would yeah. be like poetry and rhyme. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> yeah, the rhymes. Uh, but yeah, that is the end of this episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah. I like this one. I feel like it's a little bit of like, a, okay, we've had a, it, we've been going hard. We got to kind of take a breath and then kind of regather ourselves for the back half of this season. No, that was the last episode. What? 
Oh, re- no, th- I don't know. This one just felt like a lot of, like, moving pieces around. Like, we got to introduce, like, Philip Gerard. We got to introduce Hank. We got to right, kind of, like... that feels like stuff moving to me. I the guess I... The funeral is yeah. everybody coming together and be like, okay, we got to take a minute. Yeah, I guess that's also true. I don't yeah. know. This, this felt like a lot more happened than the funeral episode. I, you're right that in terms of plot, a lot more things happen. I guess it's just, like... I had you fu- are also seeing this as an overall... That and, like, I had a perfectly fun time watching this episode. It just felt a little... I was not as, like, zeroed in on it as I was, like, up to now. You know what I mean? Sure. Like every, I feel like every episode till now has been, like, an A+, and this one was, like, an A-, minus. you know what I mean? Again, I would swap that with episode four, but that's fine. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, I like that there's a separate credit section for Invitation to Love. Yes. <laughs> Seeing Invitation to Love is like, oh, I understand a lot about Alan Wake now. Uh-huh, yeah, right. Now, oh, okay, I understand a lot more about this video game. Yeah, it turns out a lot of things uh, like to reference Twin Peaks in a lot of yeah. different ways. Uh, gonna gonna do the foolhardy thing just, just to get it thrown in my face. Who do you think killed Laura Palmer? Bro, who fucking cares? <laughs> who fucking cares? <laughs> the fish and the percolator. <laughs> Millions of Americans in 1991. That's who. They didn't care about Lucy and Andy? Uh, Bro, they, fuck this country. They might have cared about Lucy and Andy. They just were really hungry for that answer to who what the killer was. Uh, to be fair, I'm, I'm on the other side of this thing where I know there's like three weird seasons of this television show, not sure, like yeah, one yeah. series where I was expecting a mystery to be solved. Right. Um, but uh, no, everything else in the show is way better than who killed Laura Palmer. Like, I'm interested in the police work and all that, but like, sure. I'm uh, again, I'm here for the vibes. Yeah, the and vibes, I mean... I tell you, the vibes probably killed Laura Palmer. Right. Which, like, again, yeah, that's what the show was supposed to be about, was the vibes and the characters. It was just Laura Palmer's murder was supposed to be an interesting way to introduce you to all of that. And kind that's of shake thing, like, up show- all of these established, like, these characters who may have a hidden dark side. <laughs> right. <laughs> you showed me 25 guys in episode one, and you want me to care about Laura Palmer? <laughs> There's 25 guys to look at. Uh-huh. I care about, don't, don't get me wrong, I care about Laura Palmer. I think it's sure. A, what I'm happened being, to Laura Palmer is awful. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> again, but the content. <laughs> what did Andy do? What did Andy do? God damn it. <laughs> we'll probably find out. We probably will. <laughs> Who named the sheriff Harry Truman? His parents. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find out We gotta get to the bottom of this <laughs> uh, Ashley do we have questions We got some questions From at fuck shit streak uh, Did you read any of those Teen detective mystery books as a kid Any of them in particular like I I read a lot of Nancy Drew I was a big uh, I was a big boxcar children Oh sure Boxcar yeah. children head yeah I, I specifically also had like a lot of like Nancy Drew like read to me before I uh-huh. like could like read Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown up books. Uh and my dad once read to me the Hardy Boys and he was like, 
we got like to midway through and they're like he's like they just did like they just finally got to the place the book's named after and then he was like this is boring i'm done <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this anymore I think right. I think he like like looked at me and was like, Do you wanna hear this anymore? I'm like, eh. he's like, Alright. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember reading much detective fiction. My uh, my uncle got me some Hardy Boys books, but I was like, no, nah, this looks fucking lame. Yeah. Like at the age that y'all were reading Hardy Boys books, I was probably or you know, Nancy Drew or whatever, I was probably reading Left Behind the Kids. <laughs> oh boy, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know they made a movie of that recently? Oh, God. Of the kids stuff specifically? Yeah, The Next Generation. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that is what it's about, Luke. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, Molly, see, because if you're above a certain age of accountability, uh, then, you know, you can also be uh, left to die on a raptured Earth. By okay, a- wait, 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 wait. An age of accountability? Oh yeah, you know all the babies get raptured. Right, babies get raptured. There's a scene in the original Left Behind where there's like a news uh, clip where there's a pregnant woman whose stomach just spontaneously deflates because the fetus got raptured because you know pro life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. No, if you are <laughs> Chelsea, just how old do you have to? <laughs> how old do you have to be to not get raptured? Ah, uh, so I don't remember if there is a hard age or if it's one of those things like, you know, <laughs> you know it's different you for see every it. kid. <laughs> God just goes, fuck that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but These yeah, two I think, seven-year-olds are not alike. I think Left Behind the Kids is all like uh, preteens, like 10 to 12-ish range. It's also a really weird alternate title for Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Left Behind the Kids is basically Home Alone, except instead of the wet bandits, it's the Antichrist. <laughs> Damn, that shit sucks. Hey, I, I I recently asked and then told my girlfriend about how many Left Behind movies she thought there were. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Would it be, with the one you just said, four? No, no, no. Uh, six. It's going to be an upsettingly high number. I'm it's guessing five. six. Five? Okay. okay. Are, I think they did a trilogy and then a yeah. reboot with Nick Cage, and then I guess yes. they did the kids one. So they did, yeah, the, the trilogy that has Kirk Cameron. Right. And that one. Oh, that, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> left Behind, Left Behind. Uh, oh, what's the fucking dumbass name of their, uh, like, Bible Freedom Fighter Squad? Uh, oh, Tribulation, Tribulation Force. Force. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then. Left Behind World at War, which is the one where uh, Nikolai Carpathia, <laughs> the Antichrist, uh-huh. uh, takes over. Yes. And then they had the Left Behind with Nick Cage, which is only the first two chapters of the Left Behind books. <laughs> right, it kind of just takes the premise of Left Behind and just says, that's a cool premise, let's do our own thing. It just is like, the stuff on the the plane is really the only cool part that we want to do. Oh, but that book does- is so fucking boring. <laughs> Uh, it does have a very nice uh, Muslim man to show you that doesn't matter if you're good, you have to be Christian. Yes, absolutely. The uh, books have a lot of stuff of like, oh, none of the Catholic people got raptured because they're not the right kind of Christian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there is Left Behind the Next Generation, which is what I was just talking about. And that, I think, yeah, in 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, this all started, just to be clear, because my girlfriend showed me a 2021 movie 
called Interview with the Antichrist. Uh-huh. Which is like a Christian movie that is just... They're shot over the pandemic, and it's just shot in one room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Were they interviewing the- COVID? <laughs> no, like, there's, like, demons, like, over, like, there's just, like, a guy in, like, a fucking, like, black suit. And, like, okay. the interviewer's like, so you admit it, you are the Antichrist. <laughs> How many Left Behind the Kids books do you think there are, Molly? <laughs> oh, there's gotta be at least a dozen, right? Oh, more. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going with 24. Uh, okay, 24, final answer? I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock in with, uh, 17. The correct answer is 40. No! Yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. Four Fuck of man. them came out in 1998 alone. Left behind the kids. Let's yeah. see. They put out 40 here? books in six years. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, let's just run through these titles real quick. The Vanishings, Second Chance, Through the Flames, Facing the Future, Nikolai High, The Underground, now, Busted. Now, I want to be clear, not only were those first four all published in 1998, they were all published in July 1998. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> They just uh, they just doubled up on every one of these motherfuckers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How many mainline Left Behind books are there? Let's see here. There is... 16. I'm, yeah, oh, I okay, like... it's because half of these were uh, written by a different guy who was not credited. I see. Right, right. Um, I'm just looking. I like the one that's just called Soul Harvest. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this has become a Left Behind podcast, but... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, 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 I actually that's another incentive for us to finish Where's Pod so we can do Left Behind. <laughs> no, I will only do that if you're the only one who read and then you just tell me. <laughs> Let me tell you about Left Behind. <laughs> I, and I just like can't like that's fucking crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Damn, sucks if that happened to you. There's all I forget which it, I did not read all of these for sure. I stopped. Soul Harvest might have been the last one I read. I don't remember clearly because I was young. Uh, but uh, there's a bit where, according to their version of, of the Book of Revelation, something that has to happen is that the Antichrist gets killed with a sword and then comes back to life so that people think he's Jesus or whatever. Okay. And the uh, the like lead protagonist, the leader of the Tribulation Force, is like, I know murder's wrong, but the Antichrist has to get murdered by somebody and I want to be the guy to do it. Uh, so he... Oh, it's Fresca. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he buys a gun that's called the Saber, because that counts as killing him with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes, I love Bad Lorman's Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he goes to, like, a rally, and he shoots him from the crowd, and the Antichrist, like, collapses and gets rushed to a hospital, and, like, the next chapter is... From the POV of like the doctors that are operating on him, and it takes until they roll him over to realize he has not been shot. He got stabbed in the back with a knife by one of the people that was on stage with him. <laughs> I'm sorry, but a knife is not a sword. You know, it's a long knife. Um. Anyway. The thing I was laughing at was that in my Google search of the Left Behind series names uh, is people also ask, 
Is Left Behind based on a true story? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I think the more distressing part of this is that between the years 2003 and 2005, there were also another 40 novellas written by the guy who was not credited originally, who also released all of these uh, short stories over the course of three years. <laughs> uh, you know, the Young Trib Force. Right, it is course. a historical account in some sense. It is based on a true story. It just hasn't happened yet. That is what they say. So true, bestie. Anyway, thanks, Fox History. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from at Casey Cosmos, what use unusual animal would you want to have as a wacky sidekick sort of deal? I, oh. I already had a wacky animal sidekick in a previous podcast. What? In a, I guess not a podcast, but in a live stream series. What? <laughs> Silver Pines. Oh, oh, that's true. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I had... You had me. Yes. My friend. <laughs> my little mongoose friend that we kept on basically making a ferret. Yeah, we couldn't listen. remember what mongooses looked like. And they kind of look the same. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh-huh. he, live, he lives on today in Eidolon. Yeah, Even he if just nobody kinda... else knows it. He did get turned into a ferret, and now he's a character in Eidolon. Luke did remove the part in the episode where I said uh, the name Small Wonder. He did cut that line from me. Well, because no one would know what it meant. That was just, you know, listen, you got it. But, yeah, uh, there's a ferret named King that has that voice, and one of the characters that he hangs around is named Mary. Yay. Mm -hmm. I don't think King and Mary have had a single exchange of dialogue. They sure haven't. But they do live in the same place. They sure do. I... I always think about uh, the post uh, friend Hannah made. Mary, you need to give me the, f- the three numbers <laughs> on the back of your social se- on your co- credit I'm card and your social card. security number. <laughs> Mary, you must do this. Yeah. Mary, what all you have? Oh, weird animal companion? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I can't think of any animals. <laughs> I'm going with otter. I'm looking. I'm currently on my screen. There is art of Chili the fox, and that would be good, but yeah, not as fantastical as it used to be. You know. Yeah. Well, now that you you know a fox. Yeah. Now that I, now I know multiple foxes. Now it's crazy. Anyway. Anyway. Is that it? Do we want to talk about anything else here? Um, no, that's it for questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, Luke, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on Audio Entropy, such as uh, MCU Complete Me, uh, which is in the final stages of its miniseries, The Matrix Has You at Hello. I was on an app. You were, that's true. Uh, it'll probably be a couple weeks before we can record our final episode on Deanna Matrix because I've got other shit to do for the next few weeks. I'm a little busy. Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah. Um, mostly recording Idol on Playtest, an actual play RPG podcast that I GM. Uh, it's two different campaigns that release episodes in alternating weeks. Uh, we're playtesting Idol on Become Your Best Self, an RPG Molly and me are writing. It's a good, it's a good show. It's a good game. Technically, a game we wrote. Yeah, it's true. 
And another game we're writing. Also true. Yeah. Uh, it's real good. Yeah. Actually. You can find me at URLibrary with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. And also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give yeah, Ashley, Ashley your fucking, fucking money. money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, the second best game dot club. Uh, I need mayo.com and uh, Eidolon. Yeah. Eidolon. I said it already, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eidolon, Eidolon, you know. <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> I do <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Uh, anyway... Anyway, come back next week for Twin Peaks Season 1, Episode 6, a.k.a. Episode 5, a.k.a. Cooper's Dreams. Ooh! Ooh. Uh, I will say, as a quick heads up... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quick heads up, uh, by the time you're listening to this, this show is gone off of Hulu, so you will need to find a way to watch it elsewhere. It's not hard to do. No, just just, just go steal it somewhere. It's fine. Uh, Molly and Ashley, I did uh, use a gift card I got as a Christmas gift to buy all the box set of this show. The fact that the episodes are numbered in a fucked up way is important because it does. I checked because I got the exact same one for me. The episode numbers are wrong because the pilot does not have a number. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'm just I'm just giving you a heads up. You're looking for episode five. I'm sure we'll solve this one. Yes. Yeah, uh, not, not a hard one. Just wanted to, you know, give you a heads up. Does this to, only, like, matter for season one anyway? Uh, yeah, probably. I went to Scarecrow, like, the video store I always go to, and they had no Twin Peaks for sale, which feels wrong. Yeah, because they have a fucking log. Yeah, and, like, it's a, like, crazy video store in the Northwest, the yeah. Pacific Northwest, like, Come on, guys. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I do know for a long time, there was not a good home video version of Twin Peaks. It took until, like, I think the 2000s to get, like, a DVD that had a decent transfer of it. They do have a vinyl soundtrack, though. That's pretty cool. Especially if it's got The Return. The Return's got some good fucking music. I think it. I think it's specifically The Return. Okay, that makes with, sense. Yeah, like, yeah. another of, like, the, the, the greatest hits of Twin Peaks. Yeah. A limited time series. Yeah, a yes. limited series event. Oh, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Gotta well, get the branding anyway, right. Until next time. Damn fine podcast. Oh, 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 real quick. Uh, thank you to Smooty Tootie for the art that says yes. damn fine podcast on it. It's, it's super yes. cool. It's great. Love <clears throat> it. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay, bye for real now. Yeah, bye. damn fine podcast. Bye.